Hello and welcome to this Manchester United episode of your Sports Memo Podcast. My name is Calvin Emekonka and it is my pleasure to welcome you um, once again to your Sports Memo Podcast. Right from the back end of the last Premier League season, Manchester United have been absolutely awful. The, the, the period, the last few matches under Rafinha Rangnick only brought so many defeats on the road. Frankly, they were so bad that I tried to look at them before coming here and I'm too ashamed to even, to even bring them up. Um, I, I, I can hold my chest and say I was one of those few people who was insistent that Eric Ten Hag had to be priced away from Ajax to come to rescue Manchester United. I, I believe that he had the ability, the technical know-how to come and rescue the football club. Eric Ten Hag arrives and it seems to be business as usual. What is business as usual? Losing matches for Manchester United. Brighton where the visitors on the opening day of the season. They just had the freedom of Old Trafford and walked away with a very comfortable 2-1 win. Seven, six or seven days later, Manchester were in London. It's time to play Brentford. When I saw the lineup, I, I, it was staggering. When I saw the lineup that Eric Ten Hag put out, I thought this is going to be a long, long evening. And so he proved a disgraceful 4-0 hammering. Um, did not even flatter Brentford. It didn't flatter Brentford at all. Anyway, I've got with me in the pod to discuss this. Uh, Manchester United fans in Port is Tuka. Tuka, welcome to your Sports Memo podcast. Good evening, everyone. Thank you for having me on the podcast. I'm delighted to be here. In Lagos is a first-timer. Tuka is not a first-timer. In Lagos are a few first-timers, Bukayo and Jide. Jide and Bukayo, you're both welcome. First time to your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you, Anika. And um, a pleasure to hang out with Bukayo. Thank you very much. Also in Lagos is um, a regular. Um, Thank you Manchester, for having a regular Manchester United fan. Is um, ah oh he's is oh he's joined us from Benin. Oh he's you're welcome to your sports level podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Baba Twins, I call him. In Lagos is Bola Bola Adegbomire that has also also joined us. Um, he's a regular on the podcast. Where do I go first, Tuka? What is the problem at Old Trafford, in your view? See, we, we're going to be very quick. Everybody, say it as you, as you feel. Just let everything out, because I'm going to have to do that also at some point. Go on, Tuka. Well, I see I a lot of... When it comes... Tuka, what's happening to your network? I'm struggling to grasp what you're saying. Okay, give me a minute. No. Um, I think there, there are lots of issues. 
Okay. Carry on. I think I think there are lots of issues around club, how club is managed, um, various levels, of, um, how they go about transfers. They could hit players to most of issues in those areas that are very, very pertinent and issues that have risen today clearly show that these issues and um, these problems are still there. Um, they had well over 100 these transfer window to make signings is done and now they are forced to Tuka, I'm going to have to stop you for a bit because. Um, it's a struggle to make out what you're saying. I don't know if you're going to have to change your location. Um, so while you do that, um, Kairi, Kairi Kalaoli, thank you for joining us. Um, I would go to Bukayo while Tuka changes his location. Bukayo, what, what do you think is the problem? Good evening. Thank you so much for the invitation. Mm. Uh, I mean, I think there are a lot of problems. But, but first of all, it's it's a, it's a root problem. It starts with the uh, people in charge of the club. There are no competent people. I feel like the result of what we, we are seeing, especially today in the transfer market, is because the lack, because of the lack of competency. That's why we are here. We are where we are right now in the transfer market. So first of all, we need to um, get competent people to handle the runnings of the club. Because to me, it looks like this summer transfer, what we have done is go for the coach target. Looks like we don't have a scouting department that have the players they wanted to scout. They wanted to buy in various positions of need. So you're so saying, you're quite- saying, okay, if, I, if, I, if I'm hearing correctly, you're saying that what we are doing is we're going for the coaches um the coaches choice right yeah yes i, I think and, and, and as good as that is it, it um it screams incompetency of the club because if if what happens when the coaches choices are not available the club is supposed to have a list of players for alternatives wait, we're wait, just saying wait throwing, wait wait, wait. Kyrie, is that you speaking I thought it was Bukayo that was speaking earlier. Oh, no. <laughs> All right. All right. Uh, yeah, yeah, Kyrie. So, so Kyrie, no, you're, I just wanted to establish that, that that's what you're saying, that we're going for um, the coach's choice. Thank you for saying that. No, really, thank you. But I have to, I need you to hold on there. Just hold it because that's a really a good point you've made. I want to welcome Dr. IJ. Um, who is a regular on the podcast? Um, Doc, welcome to the um, this United special. I have to, from what Kade is saying, Doc IJ, you know, Good evening. We've, we've had a podcast, we've had many instances where we've had managers, a certain manager cried in the past that he did not get the people or the players that he wanted. Now, Kade is saying that. The club seems to have said, "Okay, since so that the coaches will not complain, we are now so that the manager will not complain. We are getting his own people. Is there some? Is there something wrong with that?" Look, like I'm sure it has been established from Ed Woodward. I don't, I don't understand 
how they make the decisions they make in terms of giving out contracts to players. I, I, I'm just flabbergasted at what is going on at United to this point. Um, talking about who whose targets they're going for, when did they appoint um, Ten Hag? There, were, like, there was like at least a month or so before the end of the season mm-hmm. when they appointed this guy so I, I believe that in the meetings that they had because I uh, we heard like all the gist that was coming out that he was really thorough stations they had and what he wanted to do blah 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 mm-hmm. there's no way they didn't talk about where they wanted to strengthen where the, um, players that were leaving already it was already established that a couple of players were going Matic, Mata, etc. So I, I definitely any normal working club, there would have been conversations in terms of okay, this is who we've been scouting, or the coach is saying these are the kind, this is where I think we need to change, and these are the players I think will make a difference, blah blah blah. And then they they they, they harmonize some. Obviously, maybe clubs will have maybe one player that they want to have for commercial interest or whatever. Or, or whatnot, but at least there has to be a um, harmony in the decisions they want to make at the end because that's where you—that's the plan. If you don't plan, then how, how do you want to achieve anything? So I don't know what they were d- discussions they were having in the meetings that he had before he got the job, and then after he got the job, all that time to the end of the season, all through preseason, and then we're here now. It screams incompetence, like. Um, the former speaker was saying it screams you know just rubbish I'm really really pissed at what's going on on at United because I don't understand how we lost Mata we lost um, Greenwood we knew Greenwood wasn't going to be playing this season we know cannot be relied on for the entire season we've been screaming McTominay and Fred for how many seasons now and they started this season just like that, without only with only one striker who want, wants to leave the club. I mean, who are we serious? We're not serious. That's why we're 20th on the log. Right. We're uh, not serious at all. It's, it's pissing me off. Phil Jones is still at the club collecting money. When did Ole give him four year contract the other day? Just the other day. Are we serious? They're not serious. The board is not serious. They are. They are not competent. I, I don't. They've. They've been um, focusing on the business side of things, getting money from all these companies they sign deals with. Look at. Look at what their name tells them. Whatever that they just got a contract with for the jerseys. Those ones have said they are not even renewing. Just one year in. Not, everything is now bad business. Everything just stinks. Right. It's pissing me off. Don't wait. Bukayo. Bukayo. This is for you. Rant away. I clear. I agree with you. I, I agree with you. I think it's very ridiculous. I think we lack sense of urgency and we lack our total structure. Now, we look at it from when Ralph Ragnick was there. He mentioned, and I can remember clearly, he says this is a project that will require at least four transfer windows for us to at least start to make an improvement to get where we want to be. Mm-hmm. We of his recommendations seriously. We did not take any from him scouting for Alvarez and some other players that as you mentioned from Unkoku. No decision was made. We are going to go for Ten Hag that actually has a similar pay to, to Ralph Ragnick in terms of pressing the eye of the, the field. We could have gotten at least three to four players that see that style of play even before we started to sign him or we decided to sign him. 
Mm. We wasted about two transfer windows. We didn't make any of those signings. We are here again. We are, I was very happy initially that we were able to get the coaching very early on, mm-hmm. but it was no business done. We lack urgency. We lack serious urgency. We do this every year where we don't sign anybody and then we go on deadline transfer day or almost like about last one week or two weeks, we sign one big, huge player. We've signed last season where we also signed Cristiano Ronaldo. It's looking like it's an intentional pattern that the club is actually doing. Sometimes I feel like, is it that they don't know what they're doing? But I think it's an intentional act by not looking at the football side of things, but just to look at the monetary part and business side of things. But that is not sustainable. It's not sustainable. It's a short-term fix. We do too many short-term fix in the club. We have no proper defender. We have sentimental issues by keeping Maguire in the team. The coach cannot actually make decisions. Cristiano Ronaldo is saying he may come in two weeks. When we have a sitting coach there, it's, it's, it's a disaster. Like he said, like the last speaker said, how can we be offering Phil Jones four years view? I, I even forgot we had the player called Phil Jones. We have players that went on loan that did not perform spectacularly like Masha and we still decided to keep them. We have bad business. We didn't sell the Royal players. Pogba, we let Lingard go for free. We are choosing to use Dalo as our right back, which is ridiculous. Almost, we have about seven to nine players to fill up in the first team for a start. Before we even start talking about score depth, now we sign Casimiro by by his start. But the question is, what's going to happen if he gets injured? There is no replacement. Are we going to be using Fred or McTominay again and be, go back to the serious problem we had? We have no proper striker to, to strike. The, the midfielders, the strikers don't get how many touches in the opponent's box to play anything. The coach is right there. I mean, I don't know if I'm going to play the coach, but I think it's a structural issue. The recruitment is terrible. Terrible. There is no strategy. It's like we go and sign players that the media create hype around. There is seriously no strategy. Like we've been linked to about 50 to 20 players in one single transfer we do. Right. It's, it's ridiculous. Okay. <laughs> right. Julie, have a go. Uh, you're all going to get to two minutes. Have a go, Julie. Thank you. Uh, well, um, I just want to break it down to um, what the problem of United it did not start the This problem started right from Ferguson. Who did we replace Ronaldo with? Who are the players? Antonio Valencia. We did. So, first you look at the ownership structure. Look at the ownership structure. I'm sure he's um, and supported in the last years of his reign. He will have still remained for at least four, four or five more years before he retired. I'm sure it was because of the lack of support from the ownership. That then, and then you also look at the management. One is the ownership. Two, you look at the management. When Fetch left, he left with the regime. Now, replace Fetch and the regime with them, Moyes and uh, Woodward. We saw the mess that came out of it. Now, when Woodward left, we replaced Woodward. It also is appointed someone that learned from him. And the same cycle still continue with the management. So we still have that problem at that management level, even managing the club at the club level. There's no denying the fact that if you look on paper, United have spent more money than most clubs. There, the last there, there you go. In terms of funds that have been reduced to five. There you go. In terms of, in terms of funds that have that, that's that's very that's the truth. In terms, of, in terms of funds that have so we have spent money more than most clubs. But what we spend this money on, who are those that are involved in it? The plan has 
Patrick is the coach for me. I thought um, Ed Hart should take part of the play of what happened in the last two matches. An average man will know that McTominay had no business in the United team. An average man will know that Fred McTominay had no business in that team. And even the captain. Look, Maguire has never played as a right-sided centre-back. In, in his entire career, he has always been a left-sided centre-back. The coach accommodated him, bring, brought him in and played him as a right-centre-back. Centre-half-back. And you see the problem. One, he's lazy. Two, he cannot run. Three, he's not the, his, his, his style of play does not suit what Ten Hag wants to play. So the coach should take part of that play. Another yeah. part of the play is wait, that... Wait, wait, wait. Like I said, everybody's going to get two minutes. You've, you've touched on a very on a good on a good point in terms of the coach having his own um, having his own um, Part to play to 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 um, in in what has happened in the in the in the two games we've played. Bola, Ohis, I'll be back to you and um, Tuka shortly. Bola, have a go. Bola, you you and I are far more experienced than every other person here. Let's see, let's hear you. Well, well, first and foremost, um, good evening. But personally, I. Personally, don't share the opinion that um, the issue of United, and I hear that all the time, that the issue of United is caught and fred. No matter what anybody tells me, you don't come third and second with those two in the midfield and say that you a problem. I think the getter problem is not so much as in those two. For the fact that you set out 10 outfield players, and apart from those two, and maybe the centre-backs, there are six, seven outfield players who don't mark. It doesn't happen in any team, and there's no team who is that successful. And maybe because personally, I know that a lot of people mention Fred, Fred, Fred. Fred benches people in the Brazilian team that are in successful clubs. In fact, in the last um, in the last qualifying series, they had there was a, an international break where they had three matches. He played the first one. The second one, the coach rested him because the third one was against Argentina. And it was absolutely necessary that the coach wanted him to play in Argentina. And they won the South American group at the counter. We have too many players who don't mark. I said that to my friends when we play football. Attitude and application is everything. Talent is just the start of it. The last game that we had, we had 10 outfit players. Only Fred and Maguire were even marking in any way. Lisandro was lost. Dalo, well, you know my opinion about Dalo. He's not a defender by any means. Shaw was there not doing anything. Then you had Sancho, Bruno, Ericsson, Ronaldo, Rashford, who were scrolling on the pitch. Of course, those two run around like headless chickens because there's nobody who does the work. You watch you watch a Man City and you see the Stalins and the De Bruyne's of this world. They are marking from the front. Our own players absolutely strong. But of course, it's the easiest thing to say to midfielders about doing their work. That's why the team has collapsed. But people are there who are strolling on the pitch. Even if you bring Makalele, a young Makalele, somehow you clone him and you bring him. He's not going to mark 10 opponents. Bola, 
Well, uh, you've, do you know this thing you've talked about? Um, IG, look, IG will remember this. Um, after the 4-2 defeat to Leicester last season, on Monday Night Football, um, Gary Neville absolutely destroyed the team when he showed so many instances where they were all walking. They were strolling. That apparently at that time Manchester United, this United of Oligonsocia, were the second worst, they're the second laziest in terms of working off the ball. So you see, this brings me to what I've been saying in the past one week. I blame you people can blame the management and all of that. I blame Nick. I blame the coaches. I would always blame the coaches. And I start. I I I made a tweet two days ago, and I remember saying that the worst part about social reign was the fact that he encouraged laziness. Because nobody, nobody, nobody feared for his place. Nobody thought if I played nonsense, I could lose my place next game. So look at, as you said, look at it. Look at the list. Look at the team that was set out to play um, uh, Brentford the other day. Fred, Fred was supposed to be the only person. I think he's much he's beneath Manchester United. I don't care what he does for Brazil. I think he's beneath Manchester. He's in my in my opinion, he's the worst player to play for United since Maron Fellaini. So I cannot even start to make excuses for him. That's mine. However, the team set out was dreadful, and Eric Ten Hag is being spared with all of this thing talking about recruitment. He's been spared for picking the rubbish team. But that's that's me. Oh, he's. Um, can you, Bola, bear with me. I'll come back to you. Oh, he's. What's 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 your take? You're on mute. You have to unmute your mic. Ah, where's he gone? Tuka. Yeah, Bola. Okay, um, okay, Good evening, sir. Okay. Oh, he's quickly, quickly, quickly. All right, sir. Um, I think that um, Eric, Ten, Eric Ten Hag will come good eventually. But at the end of the day, people uh, unjustly criticizing him because um, maybe he came with um, high hopes and is hugely invested. But at this point, we have to exercise restraint in the way um, we have been attacking the man. Sometimes the players have also let themselves down. What is unjust about criticism of the manager in this in these last two games? Okay. Okay. Um uh well the, nobody is infallible. Mm-hmm. He got it wrong formation wise in the last game. Playing Christian Eriksen as a DLP was not um, something that I expected. But I, I, I'm sure he wanted to try something new. He was experimenting. But I'm sure he has learned valuable lessons. But we should not just... Okay, so many managers have come after Sir Alex. If we continue to lambast and tongue-lash managers, is that the solution to our problem? People are also talking about Fred being the worst player. We've had Claire Batson, Eric Jemba Jemba. We've had a seasoned competitor, a better type player in John O'Shea, who many Manchester United fans up to today still do not appreciate. But he did one decade at that club. 
So sometimes it is the ineptitude of the people around you that rubs off on you. So at this point, we have to understand that we are Manchester United fans. We had it good under Sir Alex, who never kept below third position in more than 20 years as manager in the Premier League era. So we should just understand. We should just... Uh, we should uh, we should be patient. I think we should give patients a chance. Everything happens for me. For me, mm. me he's gonna do. Yeah, right. Because mm. I saw that Ajax. I saw how he employed players. I saw the formations and so many strategic um, things that he employed as well. Mm. So at Manchester United, it's a different ball game. It's like an upgrade. Yes, Manchester United who have been in doldrums for a while were not the Manchester United of old. We're going to come good over time. I have been very, very infuriated. So many things have happened post-2013, post-Fergie. But that does not stop us from giving hope a chance. I am not uh, the greatest optimist. I feel very sad. Uh, that were plummeting uh, position, so many things are happening, of course, negative things. But in, in, in the interim, what do we do rather than look at the immediate solutions other than just pointing and using fingers at the manager? What are the players themselves doing? If Fred is the worst player at Manchester United, what of Harry Maguire? People are saying Harry Maguire has not played that position in his life. Is he not a footballer? Is adaptability not supposed to be a trait? Is adaptability not supposed to be an attribute of a defender? Mm. So if you have a position for the better part of your career, you cannot adjust. Why are we going to make adjustments if... Because once the music changes, we have to also change our dance set. Mm. You have there are training there are training sessions before matches. True, true. And if Maguire is adept during training sessions and he's inept during matches, you you will not point at using fingers or start laying blame on Eric Ten Hag. Yes, if Maguire, who does the eighty million price tag suggest, he should be an effective defender. He should lead from the front. I don't care about if he's positioned in the right wing. He should play football. Michael Essien was called the bicep. He played right back. Mm. At some point, he played central midfield at Chelsea for Ghana. When Sule Alimontari will play defensive midfield, he will play central midfield. So, um, that's just one example. Manchester United right now, it is not just confidence. There is something mysterious happening there, and it is not just the manager. Ralph Ragnick Ralph Ragnick uh, 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 pointed out some loopholes. People, people were uh, 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 vilifying him and said, "Okay, why is he revealing secrets? What's so secret about what's going on at Manchester United?" Some people will say the Glazers have they not been buying players? People, if they buy Jesus Christ, with all due respect, no blasphemy. If something is going on at Manchester United, it goes beyond management or managerial capacity at the moment. Right. The okay. players take a look at themselves and wonder why they are playing so abysmally. Right. Tuka, I hope you've you've done your 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 
network will be much better now. Go on, very quickly. Uh, I believe so. Yes, this is better. Um, I think the issues with United are, are very obvious. Um, first of all, there's, there's a clear lack of strategy with United. Um, you, you look at how other clubs are run, how they approach things, how they approach transfers, and you look at how United do theirs. And you see, there's, there's a huge disparity between both. Um, and this, this isn't new information anyways, which is why I've always been against the Ralph Ragnick exposed Manchester United charade because everything about United is pretty much known to anyone who cares to listen. Mm. So, and we tried to make up for that by making appointments in certain areas, but it had a huge loophole in your system. You don't fix it in so little time. So, to an extent, what is happening now isn't new. Um, the recruitment strategy of the club isn't, isn't great. There are so many things that United should have done before now and with they had done those, they wouldn't be rushing transfers. I mean, let go of almost 11 first-team players, both on loan and permanently, and you could only recruit three, one on a free in the first few weeks of the transfer window. So forever stuck on one with Barcelona, you don't get it done, it's still not done. Nobody knows if it's been done till this moment. Then all of a sudden you're spending um, almost three times as much as you spent in the first few weeks of the transfer window for just two transfers in less than a, it's been less than a few days. Shows a lack of strategy, and that that goes down to the manager. I'm all for um, supporting the manager. I think I've followed him from Ajax, and I did a background check of his job at Go Ahead Eagles and Utrecht. And I think those those are quite exemplary um, exemplary um, things he has done with those clubs, and he could repeat them. Um, the club with a proper strategy with what the manager wants and how how best to go about it. I mean, there's a practical example in the club's time at Liverpool. I can't remember the names now, but there are a few players. I think Huntelaar um, was part of those, those he wanted from Germany when he joined and they opted to sign Stadio Mani instead. And the story of that is um, pretty evident how much he came and changed their side. So I think with, with the kind of players United have been linked to, I think the club had strategy. So definitely be getting better players. I mean, you look at the likes of this season, they were in for uh, Marco Pereira and they couldn't get him because the evaluation and what Brighton had wasn't in tandem. So they went for an alternative, which was almost three times as cheap. It shows, it shows that there's this plan. And with United, there's, there's hardly any close to that. So regardless of how much the manager wants to work or how much he can do, if the club isn't looking to progress themselves, then that progress won't be happening and it all boils down to, to how, how the club is run from the manager down to the owners which is why I think, I think the call for the owners to leave makes practical sense because um, they had said today that they wanted to win and it's true but the question is what do they want to win they want to win financially and that has always been the plan of looking at United's financial records for the last few years and since 2018 I think the progress in how much they've been making hasn't been great and COVID made it worse. So they are looking for ways to get more money from the club, which is how they want to win. And realistically, if United win on the pitch, that would increase. But um, there's no proper strategy to do that. Any hope that they have to do that. So if it doesn't work, outside, which is why now there's anything to talk about them. 
talent. So it's a lot of things for United. Factors. Okay, and Bukayo, your hand has been raised for a while. Go ahead. Bukayo. So I think from I don't blame the coach. And I'll put it this way. So you would agree with me when there's a major acquisition or there's a bad performing company and there's a change in CEO. When the CEO is being changed for a company that is performing badly in terms of revenue, in terms of performance and quite a number of things, there is a pattern we see over time. being cleared out to some extent. It's evident. It's something we see. And I'm surprised we haven't done that thing. Yes, some players have been, have left the club on loan, but I think some players should have left the club. Not just because they are not good enough, but because there is something that has to do with attitude and character mm. in actual play. Mm. Bad atmosphere and then certain people in the team, that should dissolve, in my opinion, some wingers, some strikers should leave the club. Some players should. You, you are supposed to cut your losses at some point. Can but it's na- something we keep trying to can, do. Can you name check these players that you feel two or three of them that you feel should have gone? Rash, Rashford should leave the club. You you can't continue to be a potential for after how many years? When does he? Like, how old is he now? That's all. That's what we kept calling Lingard. Lingard is a kid. Lingard was twenty nine, thirty when he left my youth. Okay. How long do you want to be a potential for, for Rashford for his start? I think Sancho should be benched in some matches. I think Shaw should have left a long time ago. We should have sold Shaw. We should have cut our losses on Dalo. You know, Basaka doesn't fit the style of play the, 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 the managers play. The managers need an attack-minded player. We don't have the players that do that. AWB is better for a defensive play. He would thrive in the Marino type of football. So I think that that is one thing that should have been done. The second thing is that I understand that um, I can't remember who spoke earlier. Said some players do not press, some players do not back. But you have to look at it. If you are playing a team of eleven, it's like you are playing football, and your players keep making errors every time. Mm. They can't complete passes to you. You would be frustrated. I can the last match against Brentford. How many times did Rashford or Sancho get the ball? Or, or Ronaldo when he, when he was brought in? How many times did they get the ball? Actual forward passes. We could be... Mark Fred could hardly complete any passes to play. It was in the second half that Ericsson was brought lower. Fernandez hardly got the ball. Ericsson hardly got the ball in first half. And that was one of the problems. Because he was not connecting play. Because why would Ericsson be at the back for they had to pass to him for that error to be made. He shouldn't even be there at all. Well, that was, but that was the first half. Because he was that was the first half. That was the first half. And that was... That's what I'm saying. That's where Ericsson started in the, the game. First half. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Ericsson started high up in the first half. No. In the second half, he no. came back. No, no. That, you're confusing this with the Brighton game. This particular Brentford game, Ericsson started as a deep-lying playmaker, which is where why I have been... I, I cannot excuse um, Ten Hag for for this. But Carol, just hold. Carol, just hold Hold your hold your thought. Um, Jide, Jide, um, one more. Doc Ig, go on. Your hand is up. 
Yeah, I yeah so uh, when, uh, what are we thinking about David De Gea? What, what are we all thinking? In terms of what? And like the way Ten Hag wants to play, can he can he modify his game see, this is, to fit in? This is where this is where I quarrel with this this thing you people do with this modern day football. This is where I quarrel with it. This is why why I could not forgive Rangnick for the not the disaster he he became. This is the same thing Eric Ten Hag is doing. You cannot come into you cannot come into this football club at the time that you've come in. You cannot have the players that you have. You cannot have those players and then you're starting to you want the players to start to play in, in this your way. You cannot look at those players you have and decide to yourself that now nah, these players can't play this my way for now. Why don't I play the way that will get me results because results will get me time. Let me play the play, let me play the style with, that will fit these players, the style that will get me results for now, that will get me time. The, why, how can you have, how can you have watched David again right. over the years and expect David again to start starting starting play from the back for him? How? Go on, Jide. Well, um, you know. Uh, <laughs> You see, what is affecting the team, the coach has to take his blame. It's important. We can't treat issues with kick blows. The structure, the, the material you have will determine the structure of the building you are going to build. Precisely. It's important. It's very clear. Precisely. That the same set of defense and the same set of midfield played majority of the matches last season and that we are nowhere to be found. So, when the coach came in, he must have looked at the structure and built his team. You see, my... Another angle to our problem is the fan, particularly some modern-day United fans that started following United since 1982. Now, um, in 1996, Fergie sold established players and used academy players. Beckham, Geeks, Scores, and the rest of it. And they came. And I remember Alliance, a Liverpool legend, said we can never win with kids. That season we won. Now we went to pre-season. What United is noted for is academic players. When was the last time we embraced academic player holistically in our team? Mm. Now we, we see these established players are messing up. If we are rebuilding, why can't the coach, we know that we are rebuilding in its entirety. Why can't the coach rely on the academic players and then we know with the academic players that can run I, I can't recall who talked about application and attitude. There's no doubt that the attitude of players like like um, Rashford, who, in any case, what do you expect from someone whose name is Rash and is Ford? So, players like Rashford, players, players who takes rash decisions, basic, basic, basic applications in football pass to your opponent not to shoot where you are supposed to shoot, when to tread a pass, when to take a shot, when to run to space, and all of these basic things over a year, over the time, yeah, has not even developed in, 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 in that regard. Go to the academy. We didn't play that. We know that, okay, we have to to review. You see, we have got players. We have got players. And both players and both players. We bought, we bought, uh, we bought Shantaika, just like we have run to buy um, Casimiro now. We bought, um, 
um, we bought we bought um, we bought Van Persie. We bought. I can't, I, I can't just call them because I'm a bit, I'm a bit, I'm a bit edgy now. Okay, that is not united. United yeah. way is for, for us to look for players that are passionate, dedicated, and are interested in playing for the club. United does not pay each amount. Of, what have we used to attract players to United in the last ten years? The salary. Yeah, we paid one of the most useless can ever think of, and that's not United approach to success, and that's not the way we. The, the way, the way, the way, the way, the way the team is run, and until we get this in this approach of using salaries to attract players, attracting players that are mercenary, not players that are playing for the badge, we will still continue to have this problem. Like I said, I watched nineteen eighty two World Cup game, England against England against France, and Brian Robson scored the fastest goal in that in that game. Mm. Based on his application and his attitude, I fell in love with it, and that's how I became a United fan. And that's the attitude, that's the approach. Which of these players has the attitude of Cantona? Has the attitude of Roy Keane? Mm. Has the attitude of Roy Robson? Mm. Has the attitude of Beckham? Or Neville? Mm. So, thank you, Jiri. It, <laughs> it, it's just... Wait, Jiri, please bear with me. Bear with me. Kari, very quickly, Bola, Bola, I'm coming to you. For, uh, once I'm done with Kari, I'll come to you. Kari, very quickly, please. What do you want me to say? I was a bit. You. Okay. What do I want you to say in the United podcast? I was. I was. I was, I was talking about something the other time. <laughs> you may listen to everybody. Okay, stay where you are. Bola. Can you hear me? My next talking. Now I'll come back to you. I'll come back to you, Kyle. Bola. Okay. So I was just going to say because I've heard. Um, Others also share their views. Is you know even the this claim from the back, and maybe it comes to how I do things. Even when I play ordinary sets with my guys, everybody knows I'm. I'm not going to put you in my team if I'm the one choosing. If you are not willing to apply yourself, so even this playing out from the back, and I will just tell you what I saw. I think it was the second goal on. Saturday or this Sunday. The gear collects the ball. Oh yes, absolutely. I think for me, I think the ball was there to be played to Maguire or Lisandro. Your centre backs, the gone white. There's only one person between Maguire and um, Dalo. The person is standing with Dalo. You give it to Maguire, that person runs to close down Maguire. Maguire plays it behind the person to Dalo. Or they come, Maguire plays it back to you, they try and come, you give it to Maguire, we're out. Okay, you're giving it to Ericsson. And you see what happens after he gives it to Ericsson, when you go and look at it, it actually further justifies what I'm saying about that. It's an absolutely lazy thing. Once he gives it to Ericsson, Ericsson, obviously, for maybe the reasons of people saying that he can't play with his feet, because Ericsson, for all his experience, he should have just played it back to the year. One touch back to his keeper. One, back, one touch, <laughs> one back, touch to back, back to his keeper. The guy has come with you. Once the guy has run past you to go to the year, you are free. The next person who comes to mark you leaves one person and you can play out. But then, Ericsson, 
wants to play it to the side to Dalo. That guy just sticks out a leg to stop the ball. But you know the biggest problem that I saw there is that Dalo does not move. He doesn't give Ericsson an angle. It, is, it didn't give him an so angle. So you will know that. Choices. Play to the guy or play to you by the side. And you didn't move. Normal thing any footballer will do is you move back so that you are in his line of sight he can give you. And once you do that, players, immediately you're drawing Bradford out of shape because every player is then moving. One player is free, the next person goes. But our players were just standing. So, of course, Ericsson has nothing to do. And this happens a million times, especially when Maguire is with the ball. Go watch a game. He has the ball. Absolutely nobody moves. Nobody moves. Well, how do we how do we, how do we excuse the coaching in this matter? Of course, now that's the that's the coach. The coach should you should cross me his head off. Rashford is he's walking on the pitch. Pull the man out and put a langer. At least you would have somebody who would at least play football. And it's not a langer has a two left leg. And of course, you know, um, unlike students, I hope. People will come after me. I mean, that's just a phrase to say, you know, it's not all for it. doesn't necessarily mean that I have anything against people who are left-footed. <laughs> that's, that's what this guy should do. These guys are there on the pitch there. Like you said, I honestly don't understand how this man expected that a five-foot-nine centre-back just coming from the Dutch League should not be hit into the Premier League. It beats me. I, I, I honestly don't understand. Okay, you've already put the we already know the guy will be targeted. Then you're putting it that because now it's like you're doubling down on whatever yep. your ideas yep. doubling down on it, which is always a problem. When you're doubling down on stuff like that, it's always a problem. Listen, um because I know you're right there and you can't play them. I that's all it's the last thing that I, I, you know, I don't understand is this. Mm. I find ridiculous that a coach comes in and the only people who understand your system are Ajax or ex-Ajax players mm-hmm. are the best people who have played in the Dutch League. What is it that Frankie De Jong does that no other player in this in this football world can do? That you're absolutely dragging the club on the floor to beg him to come. I watch the guy. He can't even play DM in the he can't play DM in the, the premiership. All he wants to do with De Jong is exactly what he's trying to do with the medicine. Yes. Have, yes. Have like a quarterback in that position. See, um uh, okay, I've seen your hand. I've seen two cars and this is what I'm going to do. I'm gonna I'm gonna go around the house because we we've got to go. We've got ten minutes, so I have to go. Round the house very, very quickly. Uh, I'll start with um, Tuka. Where do you think United will finish at the end of the season? You're mute, Tuka. Where is he going? Tuka, you're mute. Where do you think United will finish at the end of the season? Bukayo, please. I, I, where do you think United will finish at the end of the season? 
fish in the bot in the lower top half of the table. So between nine and ten, to be honest, if we do not make the right signing, and and I understand what we are saying in terms of modern football, and the coaches should be able to have, adapt to the current resources you have, um, like you have mentioned, to be able to survive till you can actually play your style of play. Um, but I think I think if we use the case study of Man City, where they actually have a proper strategy and recruitment strategy to the style of play that the coach needs to play as well. Because it was a time that we know we saw news after the second match that the signings that Ten Hag was promised to his style of play were not made. His representatives were complaining about that. So I think we've seen it where Garilla actually buys the technical gifted players for exact positions he needs for his exact style of play. Okay. So, so it's it's two ways. So I think we'll finish nine or ten, to be honest, if we continue like this. Wow. Jude, where do you think we'll finish? Well, I think to come to, to come to, I can assure you, anyone that follows United will know we are close at that. Even in season when Fergie was there, when we are dominating, first two weeks, our first two weeks that we are 16, 17 on the log, and we ended up winning the championship. What I just did is for the coach to be brief. Once it's brave, it's enough to keep Maguire the captainship band and it's brave to play player based on their performance and not play player based on their transfer. I can tell you that to be indeed within within the first top four of the season, I can assure anyone that there's a spirit with United. Oh yes. Where would United finish? I, I am optimistic uh, that um, we'll finish in the top six. Right. Kaida, yes. Kaida, you back with us now. Do you not know what I would want from you? Yeah. <laughs> yes, I am. Okay. I, I, I think uh, I, I think we'll finish between between fifth and eighth to be realistic. I mean, from what I've seen, from what it looks like, mm-hmm. I think and, and for us to even finish there, I think Ten Hag has to make some brave decisions. He needs to make. Ah, you're fading. KK, you're fading. Tuka? I think United will finish in places. Sorry? I can't tell if it's fifth or sixth. But I think they will finish in Europa League place. Okay. Either fifth or sixth. I can't place it. Alright. Bola? I think United Personally, I've never shared the opinion that there wasn't talent in the team. I think the attitude is bad. If the coach gets the attitude right, um, do well. You look at um, Armand Rashford, to be honest, is um, not so left first time in United. I haven't seen anybody hit the ball as quickly as um, Rashford does. Um, good team, obviously, just distracted the young team. You know, you 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 faded out a bit. I didn't get where you said you know, where you think United will finish. Well, I said between third and sixth. Third and sixth, fantastic. Dot IJ, rant and bring us home. Where would United finish? Okay, first of all, I just want to say like what GD said earlier, like it was exactly spot on. ETH has to be ready to make the hard decisions. That's, that's, what, that's what I find very frustrating. That's what I thought the man was going to do. I thought that's what he was going to do. 
Maguire, that guy carry bad luck come from Leicester. He has been relegated how many times in his career. We need to strip him. There's an orc around him. That's not good for that team. I'm just saying. Anyway, and like he said, the young boys we saw during preseason, Charlie Savage, Zidane Iqbal, bring those boys in. Let's see what they can. You need to blood. Give them, give them. This is their time. Give you, Take the decision to put those boys in and see what they can do. He um, really needs to be um, ready. To, Dr. IJ, please. Dr. IJ, please. I, I need to say something about that, about bringing in young players. Yes. Sir, Alex, Sir Alex said this, that it's very important that it's very important when you're blooding young players that you don't blow them in a struggling team. That you could lose them forever. Especially if the team, if results go, still go as bad as they were. Um, I know a lot of people Confident. a lot of people talk about the 96 team. But we won the double 96 because we had a fantastic spine. Schmeichel in goal. Um, Bruce and Pallister at in central in central defense, King in center of midfield, Giggs, Cantona, Cole up front. So the kids had people. Kid, the kids had people around them who who had who had who who would talk them through. And Guy Neville is quoted as saying that that it wasn't them. That it was those old people that gave them the the the, the energy to go on and do what they did. So that's my only worry about us having to Agreed. blood young players. You need to try something at some point. You need to try. I agree. You need to, you not, obviously, don't throw them like down the deep end or into the deep end. Mm-hmm. I mean, you are a manager. That's why you're a manager. So you should be able to manage um, such situations. You know, find a way to do it. We saw them in preseason. They played the big games or one or two big games. Mm-hmm. It's so it's, that's the experience. So you give them a little bit of that experience and and see what happens, you know. That's what, and like I said, I'm hopeful for a top six finish. It's going to be it's an uphill climb. I mean, we're down like rock, rock bottom. We cannot go any any lower. So the only way is up. We can get relegated. Hopefully. No, we get no. No, no, no. That's not happening. That's not happening. Yes, yes, yes. Just say to one I, uh, if I may just add what I just said, what's the difference between playing our old young players and the Justin Timber? Or I, I, I don't get, I forget the name now. That ETH was after exactly. 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 You see, we are willing to take a bet on our own. You see, I, all of you, those of you who follow me on Twitter, know that I, I was, I was after us hiring Eric Ten Hag, I was desperate for him. After the full time, if if he had anything to do with me, I would have sacked Eric Ten Hag on Sunday morning. He would have been sacked Sunday morning, straight away. I, I don't have any hope in him anymore as I'm speaking to you guys. So I don't even know. I'm watching every game now with the same person. So, After two matches, sir. Yes. I'm, I'm, I'm not even joking. I, I, I just, I don't, anybody who is prepared to treat the, the league with such disdain, I cannot, I don't think 
I don't know what he's going to do from now henceforth. But anyway, that's it. Bukayo, GD. What? Go on, go on. Uh, Jay, quickly. Yeah. It's, it's just um, it just brought back memories of what we used to do in school there in very lab. For me, when I saw the invitation for the podcast, it just brought back the memory for me. It's, it's a nice, nice time out. I'm you now talking about United Lab. We used to be in the lab in those days. So. Thank you. Hopefully, you'll come out good. We'll do more. Thank you, Bukayo. Thank you, Jide. Thank you, Bola. Oh, yes. Thank you for finding time. Kayode. I don't know. I wish maybe next time we'll probably have more of you. Tuka, thank you all so very much. And Dr. IJ, nice, 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 nice. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for being a part of this Manchester United special episode of your Sports Memo podcast. Thank you. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for being a part of your Sports Memo podcast. And until I come your way, I think I still have, I still have got a few other clubs to do, and hopefully I'll be able, will be able to, will be able to do it. But thank you for being a part of this episode. My name is Calvin Emekonwuka, and it's been my privilege to be your host. Till I come with the next episode. Peace out.